even before you were sewing, you were still a part of it. So it's just, it's so much more fun to do it with you guys than it is to do it either alone or even just Jen and I and have you guys sit there and, you know, not be participating in what we're doing. Yeah. Just watch and judge. I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm Amanda. I'm Miranda. And this is not your favorite quilt show. show. <laughs> my end that actually lined up better than it ever has before. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, on this episode, we have one of our very dearest friends with us. Her name is Beth. Um, we've mentioned her probably 85 million times because she dragged us into quilting <laughs> a little bit against our wills at first, but um now we love it and here she is so welcome beth thank you for joining yes. us mm-hmm. thanks for having me your name has come up in every episode so far i think i think so pretty much famous yeah basically. You are. you're like youtube famous you're spotify famous you're apple podcast famous <laughs> i mean i already resigned from my job i hope that was what it took yeah i think that was a good plan <laughs> well so like we've obviously said we've talked about you a bunch um but I don't think I know the actual story uh about how you got started quilting so do you want to tell us about how you got into it sure um okay so I had a longtime friend like somebody that I'd known since childhood who had started quilting and she'd started showing me her projects and they were um I guess kind of dated looking projects but still very cool I think one of her first one was a teacups pattern, you know, like pretty advanced stuff for a newbie. And so I kept asking her to make me a quilt. And this went on for probably three years. I said, make me a quilt. When are you going to make me a quilt? I'll buy this stuff. And she said, well, I, I won't make you a quilt, but I will teach you how. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Um, that was when our friend Jennifer was pregnant with little baby Julie. Hmm. And initially I had planned on making Julie a baby quilt until I realized everybody that Jen knew sewed. I just knew that this child was going to get so many quilts. Um, Jen had started making her rag quilt three years before she got pregnant. (laughs) So I knew there were going to be quilts for this child. So I decided to make Jen a quilt. And my friend helped me. Um, She walked me through all of the stages and everything. And that was, that's how it started. That was the first one, I think. The first one. Yeah. That's exactly how you got us into quilting or how we got into quilting was like I kept asking you to make me a quilt basically and like bring you fabric to make me a quilt and you were like stop doing this I'm not doing it for you you have to do it oh well I mean I think we all did to a certain extent do it for you a little but it's a thousand percent yeah it's so much more fun to do it together just like you guys used to come and watch Jen and I sew even though you weren't participating or you do a paper craft or Amanda you've always crocheted so Mm -hmm. you guys would do something like that to be crafty or Miranda you would iron our stuff for us yeah well no you that big showdown we had at Amanda's house when I had to tear that entire quilt apart that you had ironed everything for me that had nothing that had nothing to do with me having to take it apart, by the way. Um, <laughs> even before you were sewing, you were still a part of it. So it's just, it's so much more fun to do it with you guys than it is to do it either alone or even just Jen and I and have you guys sit there and, you know, not be participating in what we're doing. Yeah. Just watch and judge. I'm like, 
what are you doing? <laughs> it's super fun when we have like all four of our sewing machines set up at a table and we're just like all working on our own thing, but like, we're just there together and it is way more fun to participate instead of just stare at you guys. But yeah. and I, sometimes we all take a night where we sit it out and just stare at the other ones, but yeah, that's fine too. Yeah. But it's not just like, is abject the word like abject refusal to participate yeah. like it was before not anymore no no now sometimes it's just like oh I don't really have a project right now but yeah it's way more fun together yeah and obviously like we love it now so yeah it was worth the quippings that had to happen <laughs> true verbal verbal only right <laughs> okay Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fun when we all get together too in like a really creative way. And I don't mean that in like a great way, but like when we had to get together and have like all night sewathons and there'd be like people sewing on the floor or like on a folding table in the hallway while the rest of us were like long arming or something back when your mom's longer machine was in the basement and we didn't know what time it was. It was like yeah. being in a casino. Seriously. <laughs> we're like, is it dark outside? I can't tell. Do you remember when we had sewing machine stations crammed up onto your mom's landing? Yes. Yeah. Just like, how is that even big enough for people to sew? We figured it out. And two of you were sewing out there. Yeah. And quilts out. Mm -hmm. so we were pretty much stuck in that room. Because <laughs> we're like, I guess we're not leaving ever. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, there's a bathroom like right there. So, yeah. I mean, we were fine. We only had to crawl over like two quilts in one person. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> Sometimes those are the days where we get the most stuff done, and sometimes those are the nights when we just lay on the floor. A lot of fun, but both times are great. Both times are fun. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, what was the first quilt you made for yourself? I think that the first quilt I made for myself, this is going to sound so violent mean, was actually one that I had in mind for another person for no particular reason just like oh my gosh these fabrics make me think of so and so mm -hmm. which often happens mm -hmm. and as I was working on it I was like oh gosh I really like this one <laughs> so, and I kept it and now it's my least favorite quilt and I think it's karma <laughs> like I absolutely hate it now <laughs> and that's because it wasn't yeah it wasn't meant to be mine so I pulled it out of the timeline or something I don't know mm. yeah. which one is it um, it's the big star and mm -hmm. it's the purples and greens. Oh, right. With the muslin background. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a pretty quilt. It's just not, I don't know. Yeah. Some a jam. I remember you making that one. In a turn of events that worked out really well for me, you were working on another big star after that one and you had laid it all out and put it together and you were like, I don't like it. I was like, um, I really like it. Can I have it? And then we did a quilt top swap. Yeah. And I got a very cool unicorn quilt that you made for me. Well, and that's how I got, um, I remember because you gave me fabric in exchange and you paid for everything else on that quilt after the initial fabric. Um, and that's how I got magic dream quilt, which I think was maybe the second quilt I ever kept. Yep. I remember that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. For a long time. You hit it for a long time. I do want to bring this up because you thought that the stitching on the back looked bad because the tension was like slightly off on the long arm machine. On the long arm machine, yeah. It was just such a great example of how like sometimes we make quilts and we think that there's an imperfection about it. So we like stuff it away and we're like so embarrassed by it. 
but like no one else would ever notice that and it's still beautiful and even as quilters like we don't even notice that on that quilt and it's a beautiful quilt and you have it on your bed and I think it should be all the time (laughs) well to be fair it was hidden between my sheet and comforter so (laughs) it was still keeping me warm it was still being loved and used yeah yes it was out of sight yeah that was from I think we've told this story on the podcast before from our very first day that we all went in long arm together I think and we were just like not having a good time. It was like my first time ever long arming and the tension was off on your machine. And like, I think Amanda, maybe you were doing a pantograph like by hand though. Yes. By the I end, we were just like all laying on the ground or just like sitting in the corner of the quilt shop, just pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, I, I think it was a different day though. Yeah, I remember I it all like all that time runs together. I'm like I don't know when I quilted what or whatever. Like I don't even know. But yeah, that manual pantograph. I will never do another one of those. That was the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I haven't done one since class. <laughs> was the last time I did one. Yeah, they're hard. I'm like that. I'm so thankful for that computer. Oh my god. For sure. It's just so funny because we've all been just so like angry and pissed off in that quilt shop. And then like sweet Jen would run around and be like, no, it's great. It's fine. We're going to fix it. And, like, yeah. Tried to tear us all up and we were like, don't talk to yeah. <laughs> She was also the smart one who would bring snacks. Yeah. And, and Advil and yeah. extra band-aids. Like mm-hmm. the yeah. quilter survival pack where you know, we showed up and we're like, yeah, I have 10 quilts. I need to get them done in two hours. Yeah. yeah. I was splitting migraines. So this will be yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. My God. That was rough times. It's like, yeah. Having a long arm has changed the game for sure. Yeah. To be fair, the real dark ages are quilting like a queen or a full size quilt on your sewing machine, which yeah. has a standard neck just like rolling it real tight and trying to get it through there. I don't know how people do it now. And I've done it. Yeah. I did it a lot, like for the first few years that I quilted yeah. years. And now it's beyond me how I had that kind of patience. Yeah. Seriously. I for sure never, ever done that, but I've seen you do it. And those quilts look amazing. And I think the quilt that you made me was machine quilted. No, I did that one on my machine. Yeah. 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 Just, but my home machine, like not a long arm. Um, I think, the one we did for Amanda was mm-hmm. machine. Uh, it's just like, it's like uh, diagonal lines. Oh, weird. I think that's what's on Miranda's too. Oh. You the can lines are straight. Yeah. <laughs> They're straight. We, we call that one lovingly in my house, the French whore because. Um, <laughs> French bunnies. Because, well, the bunnies, but also um, like you guys washed it with the like the washer whiffs the scentsy like oh yeah and so it smelled like it smelled really good but it was just like it stayed strong the smell stayed strong for months like <laughs> months and so Abe was like why does it smell like a French horn here <laughs> so now even though it doesn't smell like that anymore because it's been years but it just now she's the French whore but I love her and she's on my bed every night <laughs> I love that that's cute <laughs> Yeah, I used to overscent all the quilts. I'd put like fabric softener. I'd put those little with things. I'd put 10 dryer sheets in there. Mm-hmm. So when you open it, it's like. <laughs> Punch in the face. Yeah. Oh and it occurs to me now, some people might be allergic or sensitive. I still do it. 
but I'm just like watering. I'm like, it's yeah. beautiful. I love it. I can't tell if I'm crying or if I'm allergic. <laughs> One thing we did learn though recently is that we shouldn't be using, uh, what's it called? Fabric softener on Minky. So what? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it changes, like it gets stuck in the fibers, and so that makes sense. I'm gonna have like, to rethink my whole life. I know anymore. Just use dryer sheets. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. I know, but it's like soft minky fabric yeah. softener. Soft minky fabric softener. I Maybe did... I'll get some of those washer whips. Hey, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I washed my I washed my giant quilt. I already told you guys this today, but for the for the listeners, I washed my giant, giant minky quilt that I have that I actually had not washed yet. And then I had it on my bed the other night when it was freezing. And I it like dawned on me that I haven't washed it yet. And I was like, that's probably gross. Like this minky's been just like hanging out in a factory. And I remember when it came to me, because I ordered it on fabric.com, not to blast them right now, but it came to me with like a giant brown stain on it. Yeah. that I was able to like position around and like not end up on the quilt. But then it was on my bed and I was just thinking of that giant brown stain that I cut off of it and how I've never washed it. And I was like, I should probably do this. But it had that extra plush um, frost minky on it. And so I was scared to wash it because I was scared that it would like change the integrity of the minky because it was like literally the softest thing I've ever felt up until that point. But happy to report, I washed it. I did not use fabric softener, even though I didn't know that rule. Um, But I washed it and I dried it and it came out great. And it's still incredibly soft and I think it's fine (laughs) yeah it's like it's crazy because I can tell the like the ones I've been avoiding using fabric softener and the ones that I've used fabric softener on like you can tell the difference anyway I wonder can I save them like can I wash it out we'll see it's fine it's probably just like it builds up over time like if they feel fine then I'm sure they're fine but especially because I'm like dump it all in there yeah you guys know my my other problems with fabric softener too so yeah yeah well it'll be fine I think um do you like out of the quilts that you've kept so far like do you have a favorite like pattern that you've made or or just like out of any of the quilts that you've made like what what favorite pattern do you have or um I'm I don't necessarily think I have a favorite pattern a lot of it is just how the quilt ends up Mm -hmm. so there's definitely patterns that I've done more than once you know I want to experiment like try new stuff but sometimes I fall in love with one um one of my most favorite ones that I did was for my niece and it was the down memory lane pattern Mm -hmm. and it was in the marine cracknell what was that what's that one called um you just did something with it amanda i know what yeah i know the one that you used too and i can't think of it oh uh mystical land oh, yeah yeah that one mystical land that one i don't know what it was it just it turned out so perfect and i just did i did it on the long arm but i did straight line quilting on it and that one inspired me <laughs> to like keep using that pattern so i'm actually halfway through one with that pattern yeah. um that i'm really excited about that one is beautiful. And I love straight line quilting. I have been big on straight line quilting recently. I think that's so great. 
Um, you did that pattern, which for people who are not familiar with it is just hearts, like rows of hearts. Um, and you have to do it on point for the hearts to like look like they're up and down. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to make that same pattern, but for a long time, I've talked about this before, I was calling myself the lazy quilter because I was like refusing to do anything that required like any extra effort. So I made all the heart blocks and then I just slapped them onto a quilt, but like left them sideways. They're just all on their sides, which is cute also, but Beth did it the right way. And it was very, I'm very copying you on the next one that I'm doing. I made the hearts from that pattern, but I'm copying you on the yeah. side one because that one turned out very charming. Yeah. It's cute and whimsical, but I remember that baby quilt you did, and it was so beautiful with that fabric and the quilting and the hearts. There was just so, so pretty. Yeah, that one was just, I mean, yeah. um, for my other niece, I did the same one, but a bigger, like the full size, lap size one mm -hmm. for her wedding. And then I enlarged it even and made it bigger because her husband's a giant monster. <laughs> not, he's not a monster. He's just like six foot five. Yeah. So they needed a bigger quilt. Yeah. Um, and that one I had done in a completely different fabric line and it was really pretty, but it didn't inspire me the way that this one did just because it had a different look. So mm -hmm. that's what I mean where it's like, it depends on what fabric I did like this one. Sorry, this is my favorite lap quilt. Yeah. Oh, you, know, yeah. Guys, you guys will remember when I was like, Oh no, it's so tiny. I hate it. Mm -hmm. But now it's the perfect size to put on my lap because I'm actually at my work desk right now. So yeah, it's perfect on my lap where it doesn't get stuck under my chair and things like that. And I've done so many baby quilts in this pattern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I remember you were working on that one forever. Yeah, this is, this is the first one that I ever wanted to make. I found it in a jelly roll book. Um, I still have the book. I can't remember. I think it's just called jelly roll quilts. And it was done in all blues like this one is. So when this fabric came out, I freaked out and immediately bought it to make this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I always make fun of you because you pick patterns that have like really tiny pieces. <laughs> I'm like it's so beautiful. I know. And you always do such beautiful work with them. And I'm just like never in a million years. <laughs> Uh, I just don't have the patience for it, but yours are, they always are so beautiful and like, you're like, it's going to be so pretty. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. But then when it's done, I'm always like, oh, it is so pretty. And then I'm like, maybe I could do one. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a long range project when you pick those. It's something that you sit down and, and you do a little bit and you can walk away from it where like, you know, the one behind you might be one that you could conceivably get done or close to done in a day. Yeah. I love those. I love one day quilt tops. Yeah. A lot of us are very used to making quilts in one day. And so sometimes when we pick a like trickier pattern, it feels like we're not accomplishing something by like having to spread out the work, but it's actually super reasonable to like spend more time on the quilt top. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was also going to say the three of us here are pretty tall people. And so when we make quilts, we always make them like insanely huge like 80 by 80 inch square minimum is like our preferred quilt yeah. size <laughs> but that's like a lot of quilts come in like 50 by 60 or like 60 by 60 and to us that feels so small but like they're really not like once you finish them and have them they're not that small but we're always like no how will we possibly ever be warm in that yeah I like to tuck them under my feet and pull them over my shoulders yeah. you know and get the full burrito going on which this one I I totally can't do yeah. but again it there it was made this way for a reason it turns out because it's yeah just me warm while I work it serves its own purpose yeah yeah yep those are always like yeah it's like 
those projects where you're kind of like, well, whatever. And then they end up being like a favorite after all, then it's like, okay, it's fine now. (laughs) Or the opposite. If you're working on something that you're like, you've been thinking about for a long time and you're so excited and then you put it together and you're like, well, it didn't really, it didn't meet my vision. Yeah, it's me. Who has a birthday coming up? Yeah. yeah. I gave this to. Yeah. So I don't have to keep it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have as many of those, but. Yeah. I was going to say earlier when you said that you kept a quilt that you were going to make for someone else. I feel like that happens to me a lot because I'll be making a quilt and then decide that it's really pretty and beautiful and want to keep it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen as much anymore because now I feel like I have a lot of quilts so I can be more picky and choosy and I feel like if I start out like with a fabric in mind for someone else if I'm like thinking of someone else then I'm like less attached to it at the end of the day but not all the time (laughs) yeah that makes sense I mean I I don't think that I kept a quilt for myself for the first years it was a long time before I finally kept one you You still to this day don't keep the ones that I think you should keep yeah we're like keep it you're like no and give it away we're like ah I have like eight (laughs) that doesn't seem like a lot that's not a lot no I know I have um one that Jen made me Mm -hmm. and then the rest I think are ones that I've made yeah but I don't know we always have plenty of quilts here my girls have a few each, so they don't steal mine often. That's true. Yeah. And the ones you have are nice and big, so, like, mm-hmm. it's never, like, oh, thank you for this tiny little quilt. Like, if we're, like, watching movies or whatever at your yeah. house, like, we all have a big enough quilt to snuggle under, or even we could share on the couch. Like, it's never, we're never lacking, so that's true, but. Yeah. You were the one too that inspired me to start like actually using and washing my quilts because when I first started, I was one that was like, I wash it as rarely as possible because I spent so much effort on it and I don't want it to like get worn. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I wash my quilts like every other day because they get used so much and your quilts are great and soft and wonderful. I was like, oh, they get better over time. I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do. Yeah. Apparently though, I've been trying to slowly destroy mine methodically with fabric softener. But who knows? Things can change. (laughs) Ignorance is bliss, right? Right. It was. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. I want them to last forever. Yeah. Or at least, you know, 40 more years after that. (laughs) Well, like with Minky too, it's like you spend so much money on it and it's such a beast to deal with that you want it to stay nice because it's like, I worked really hard for this. Yeah, I've actually, um, I was asking somebody at a quilt shop, like one of the owners one time, how long she thought Miki could potentially last under heavy wear. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned something like, oh, well, you know, I just think how fast are my kids going to outgrow this quilt? And I was like, oh, you, you just put it on your kids quilts, huh? And she's like, yeah. It's like, all right, I have like 30 kids quilts then. Yeah. You're like, mm. I, it's so hard not to use it now. Mm-hmm. it's incredibly hard not to use it after you start using it so yeah whenever I think about cotton on the back of a quilt like obviously there's beautiful there's like beautiful backing cottons and there's like so much beautiful fabric you can use on the backs of quilts but I just like I freaking want minky I want to be wrapped in that like luscious luxurious feeling I don't know yeah 
I find that the quilts I don't put Minky on, I use as like my bed quilts, like on top of my comforter, or I'll use them as like mm-hmm. outdoor quilts or like more decorative, like back of couch type quilts. But the ones that I like use to watch movies and stuff are always Minky. Yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> right. My dog started eating a plant that they literally have never touched before and apparently Aww. discovered, and they were like, hmm. <laughs> Naughty. Silly boys. What do they think they're doing? I truly don't know. <laughs> um, which of your which of your quilts like do you think was like the hardest to conquer? <laughs> that one? Yes. <laughs> so fun fact about all these little tiny squares. It took about a million pins. Mm. And it didn't all line up just so. Um, I think that's that's why I put it off for so long. And the rows, even just the rows are so thin and long. Mm-hmm. But that I found I found this out the hard way by doing one of these quilts that had two and a half inch strips when yeah. I did um the one that Julie has, Julie's little quilt. Mm-hmm. Um I started from the same end and it was maybe, I don't know, the third or fourth quilt I'd ever made. And I started from the same end on every single row. And mm. when the whole thing was done, it was like, mm. it was just off a hair because I kept nesting my seams mm-hmm. all in the same direction. Yeah. And I mean, this one, it took me forever. I was very carefully pressing this way and pressing that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that one could press seams open. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I just nested them and the whole thing went like this. So I was avoiding that very carefully with this one. Yeah. So I would sew this way and then I would sew that way. And I would sew, and so I kept alternating the way that I did it, but I had to be like aware of it 100% of the time. And I think, I think I might've pressed the seams open mm. and they're very, very tiny. <laughs> so yeah, it took ages. Yeah. When you guys say I was working on this forever, I really, really was. So yeah. much so that the white on white fabric that I used for the background mm-hmm. was out of print by the time I got done and wanted to add borders. And that's why it doesn't have borders. And it's oh what I wanted it to be. I think, is the white on white, like the little white flowers on white? I think you even needed some extra to like finish it to the size that it is now because I had made yeah, a, I got new. Yeah, I had made a quilt with that background and I had some extra. It just happened to have it, which was fortuitous because you can find it anywhere. Yeah. yeah, and when I started this, I bought it at the store, like off a full bolt. So I know that it wow. was out and about. Yeah. But that is it. That's a bad thing if it takes you too long to complete one. Yeah. Um, that pattern is called Blue Lagoon. Yes. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of like two and a half inch squares. Mm-hmm. But the end effect is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was worth it. Yeah, it's really pretty. It really is super pretty. Mm -hmm. I just, the first time I was really working with small pieces like that was when I did that Travaya quilt for for Katarina Rochella, the test pattern. And that was like, because, and and I was fussy cutting the Triceratops heads. Worth it. Yeah, super worth it. But that was really the first time I was working with like actual two and a half inch squares of like, piecing them all together and I was like oh my gosh this is not fun (laughs) yeah and I've done others with two and a half inch squares which are a little bit more forgiving like that Irish chain on point quilt that I did Mm -hmm. that one was way more forgiving because you're doing smaller blocks 
and then you're edging them out in larger pieces of fabric so that you can square a big block versus having to line up a hundred billion different little seams. Yeah. Yeah, that one was super pretty too. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, I like really appreciate that you want to, that you do the small, <laughs> like small piece patterns because then yeah. I can like see it happening and, and then also not have to do it, <laughs> but just be like in proximity of it. Yeah. I'm like soaking in the genius, soaking in the genius. <laughs> it's nice to live vicariously through like certain patterns or fabric lines because you just can't do it all. You can't. And those fabric lines, unfortunately, when they're gone, they're gone. And that is heartbreaking. I have so many quilt books that I've been buying for over a decade um, I have an entire box of magazines because I used to subscribe to every single quilt magazine before I realized how little time I had. Um, mm -hmm. And I look at them and I'm still sad about fabrics that I'll never be able to touch because they look so perfect in the pattern and oh, you can recreate it, but it's not the same. Yeah. Sometimes it's better. Yeah. So there's always that too. Sometimes you can find them for like $200 on Etsy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you can find them, but I'm not going to buy them, <laughs> so. Yeah. I think so I also will get all of the fabric to do a certain pattern, and then it takes me, like, mm, a year or more to, like, actually get around to doing the pattern, and then I'm like, I wish I had different fabric. <laughs> I wish I, like, made different choices for this, but now yeah. I'm committed. <laughs> yeah. I've done that, too. I have... I have a quilt top that I made almost in February. It will be eight years ago. <laughs> that is still incomplete because I was like, meh. Oh my gosh. I mean, same. I always talk about the very first quilt top I made. I still have just sitting in my closet because it's super ugly. I just want to put like brown minky on the back of that and stuff it in your trunk. Gross. Yeah, we should have like an ugly quilt finishing party. Not that yours is ugly. I've never seen it. I don't know what you speak of, but we could yeah. just finish our old quilt tops. Do it. You should just do it. Yeah. Just get it done with. Just put a random key on the back because we yeah. don't even care. Listen, just take some of the remnant cuts oh. out of the studio and then it's fine because there's some like cow print or. Oh, one that had bears on it. There is one, it's like a panel, so uh -huh. it's like one yard, it's three yards of it, but like every yard is like a scene with like a big bear head and like mountains behind it. Mm -hmm. I'm just surprised you're not sleeping on that already. I know. I'm surprised you haven't made that your bedding. I know. I was like, mom, I might make a body pillow out of this. And she was like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> no. Context, we all went to Bear World a couple weeks ago because we were at a friend's wedding and we just happened to be near Bear World and we drove through and like lost our minds, but no one lost their mind more than Amanda who yeah. had to like lock in the vehicle. They were like, don't roll down the window. And I was like, why? <laughs> You guys were like, please, seriously, don't. And I was like really tempted because they were so cute. I oh, love bears. So Did and not instill a healthy fear of bears in no. Amanda whatsoever. It made me want to touch them more. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. Yeah. For further context, a bear was the background on her lock screen for like a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Until I changed it to Harry Styles after the Harry Styles concert. And now it's Christmas. So, you know, they'll be back, I promise. <laughs> mm. 
gosh. Oh, okay. I lost. I had a question in my head, but then I forgot what it was. Sorry. Um, if it wasn't about bears, does it matter? No, it doesn't. Minky. That's the hat. She said bears, and my brain just went blank. Yeah. Yeah. Minky, ugly quilts. <laughs> yeah, we should have um, an ugly Christmas quilt contest. That would require oh me to finish a Christmas quilt at some point in my life, which has proven to be impossible. You have you have one Christmas quilt. That's true. I do. Yeah. This and is I my very first one. It's on my couch as we speak, and I completely forgot about it. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. Okay, but I'm saying not cute ones. I'm saying like oh. ugly ones. Well. Can I just use my ugly quilt top and like long arms and Christmas trees onto it. Yeah. <laughs> probably win if you do that. You have to use like Santa Claus for the binding. Yeah. I mean, it fits the theme because my theme was just things that I like that didn't work together whatsoever. And Christmas is one of those things. So. Put it in. Done. Sounds great. Christmas quilt. <laughs> well, I want to see ugly Christmas quilts. Like, I mean, it could be a hilarious thing. Yeah. I'm down for ugly Christmas quilted vests. Ah, oh, yes. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. And then we can do a photo shoot in them. Can yeah. I just, like, wear, um, is it okay if mine is more uh, cape? Like a, like a tree skirt, kind of? Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. I guess you could call it that. I was just going to call it a cape. <laughs> it's a Christmas cape. Come on. Yeah. It's a cape for your Christmas tree. Festive. Um, but seriously, we could, um, cause my mom is really good at, uh, sewing garments. So we could just have her show us how to make vests or like find a pattern in her stash of patterns. Yeah. There's a vest one in there somewhere. Cause some of her patterns are from the nineties. Yeah. Can we wear turtlenecks? Yeah. I'm going to wear a dicky personally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in a, a vest. Like a dark <laughs> dicky underneath a white sweater. In a vest, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fasten in the front, so you know. <laughs> oh my you can stand in the back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yikes. I do genuinely want to make a quilt coat. I think some of them are very They're so cute. pretty. Yeah. We started. Mom and I have started. Yeah. I saw the baby coats when I was over there the other day. They're yeah. so tiny. They're like unbelievably tiny. They're so tiny. I'm like, oh. like little baby, baby. Yeah. yeah. Like infant. Yeah. But we're, we started on an adult size one because um, my grandma, Momo, she wants one. And so we were kind of like, it's an old, it's a pattern from like a robe. Mm. But we are like modifying it a little bit and just seeing if we can make it work um, because we both have fabrics picked out that we want to make our own quilted coats with. But once we figure it out, we need a like quilt coat party because yeah, they're so cute. And like my mom seriously is so good. She can like, like quilting the fabrics together like seriously is the part that takes the longest. And she can like those baby, jackets she whipped them out like so fast yeah and you know adult ones don't take that much longer because you just have longer seams but <sighs> yeah i yeah. want one so bad <laughs> a 
another thing I want to do that I've been seeing a lot is people will make like a quilt block and then sew it onto the back of like a jean jacket or a sweatshirt. Yeah, I've seen oh, that. I do that so bad. Do it. Yeah. That'd be like, easier. I need to go buy another jean jacket and we need to, I'm going to just do that. Yeah. Oh no. I need another jean jacket. Oh no. Oh no. Because the two I have isn't enough. Yeah. Well, one of them has like one of those fake cheap wool. Yeah. Uh, that would still be cute yeah i'll probably do it on that one but anyway yeah i mean we should seriously though make um do a photo shoot with quilted christmas vests for next christmas that would be fun we'll have to start like in march to get them all done in time i think but i'm okay with it yes (laughs) it'll be great it'll be so great Um, oh, I know what I was going to ask before I finally remembered, um, who, like, who's the most inspirational, like quilter or designer that you like to follow or that have like inspired your craft? Well, I've gone through a lot, which are still near and dear to my heart. Um, I think the biggest early influence for me was actually Camille Ruskelly. Um, I got... I feel terrible for not remembering the names of these books, but, um, you know, when we worked at a bookstore, mm-hmm. we had at our fingertips, all these quilt books an entire section on it. We had the magazines and I was really drawn to her, um, fabrics, mm-hmm. the Bonnie and Camille fabrics. And then her, um, I think it was her first quilt book. It just like opened my eyes. I picked up, um, Oh, how to close the binding on the diagonal, like all these things that I didn't know before that I was able to get just from her book without watching a tutorial on YouTube or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Her instructions and patterns were so clear and simple and easy to follow. And then, you know, turned out complicated and beautiful at the same time. So, um, and that was before, I don't know if it was before Instagram, it was before I had Instagram. So that was, that was how I connected with quilters was the quilt store and the books that I had. So she was one of the first, and then I've had and still have many quilt loves. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't realize. Yeah, I guess they've been around for a while, like, or the Bonnie and Camille stuff has been around. And I love the colors, and you just see it, and it's, like, immediately recognizable. Mm -hmm. That quilt that I did for Julie, Mm -hmm. it was the little plus signs in it. Mm -hmm. That was from her book. And that was her line of fabrics, okay. the Bonnie and Camille fabrics that I used on it. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, I think that was my, I don't know, third, third or fourth quilt, maybe third. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. Bonnie and Camille is one of the first designers that I love too. I bought their jelly roll. I think it's handmade. Handmade. Yeah. I, mean, I think I bought two of that jelly roll because I was like, I'm going to make so much stuff. And I literally have not even opened those jelly rolls, but that is one of the fabrics that like <laughs> got me into quilting. <laughs> Yeah, I've used so many of her lines over the years, and um, I think I did that one for my niece's wedding quilt was a bunny and Camille. Um, Smitten. Smitten, mm-hmm. Yeah, I made two baby quilts, so I had a layer cake of Smitten, and I took different, the two, like, the navy colorways, and then I took the, like, the red colorways, and I made those two heart baby quilts, because I had two you know, two baby quilts right in a row that I needed to make, but I, it was perfect for that. And like, they just worked up so nicely. Yeah. 
Um, another one for me was Tula Pink. Mm, of course. Was, yeah. And both her fabric lines and her um, patterns and everything like that. I love the way she uses color. Mm -hmm. um, she, I know she's just like, she got me too. I was like, oh, I got to make everything. Yeah. And sadly, we cannot. So, yeah. and then her line, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, hello. That's this yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which you guys all know the tragic backstory of my relationship with that fabric. But don't worry, that story's not over yet. <laughs> yeah. It's still in the works. Yeah. Yes. Um, yet again. The story is that she made an entire quilt top and then decided she wanted to do something different. So we seam ripped the entire quilt top. And by we, I think mostly Mia. If I think we talked about this in the seam ripping episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, I actually ended up doing most of that one because yeah. everybody was mad at me. I just remember watching TV like, and it was, it was a big quilt top too. Yeah. As well. yeah. Um, it had borders, it had set corner squares, like it was done. Yeah. So. Yeah. It'll be so beautiful when you eventually finish it in the pattern that you actually want to do it in. <laughs> it, is it crazy that I wish I just left it as was? Nope. <laughs> oh, that's no. where I'm at with that right now. I know. It was, it was pretty, beautiful. it was pretty in that pattern too, but it was just a layer cake. And I think you would just sew the squares together mm -hmm. and put a border on it. Mm -hmm. I think as we said before, we like big quilts the best. And I think you'll like it if you grow it a little bit, whatever pattern you do it in, if you just grow it a little bit, you'll like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one point you were talking about doing like that grunge, that like pinky purple grunge with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's absolutely no, there's no stopping you. There's no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's going to be beautiful. That's going to be better than the first time. So Original. I'll tell you why I don't want to, because as much as I was like, oh my gosh, I want to try a new pattern with this and do something cool. I, it causes me physical pain to think of cutting the fabric. Yeah. Yeah. I do not want to cut the squares. That's why I initially stitched them all together mm -hmm. because of their utter perfection. Yep. The colors in that are just they're They kill me. They're so beautiful. They're so perfect. Mm -hmm. I do not want to cut them. Yeah. Kind of an interesting thing with Tula is that we've been following her for so long that we've like seen her colors evolve. Mm -hmm. So back when we first discovered her and like when Elizabeth came out and some of those earlier fabrics, like the colors were very, I don't know, it's still very colorful, but they were kind of more muted. And now her stuff is like neon pink and yellow and green yeah. and black and white. Like it's very bold. And so we do love some of her like vintage mm -hmm. vintage lines that you can't get anywhere, especially tulip pink stuff. Like you can't find that anywhere anymore. So it's no. stressful too, to yeah. kind of see some of that, some of the vintage Tula. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and there's things like you could honestly just like keep the Elizabeth squares intact so that you're not cutting through her face, but like, some of the ones that are like smaller printed or whatever, you can have square triangle those or like, there's so many cool things. I know. But I totally get it because I have so much Tula fabric that I haven't even touched because I am terrified to fuck it up. Like I am like beyond, I'm, I don't know if I'll ever do anything with it because I'm like, if I cut into it, I can't replace this fabric. Or if I can replace it, it's going to be hundreds of dollars yeah. because the people who do still have it are selling it for hundreds of dollars. We'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, not me. I won't. <laughs> well, no, I won't, but I'll 
I'll agonize over it and I'll stare at it in my cart for like three days. Yeah, I'll put I it in my cart. Yeah. <laughs> that I honestly would rather feed my children or something. I mean, yeah, you know, the minor things in life, but yeah, it's just, I think when you get so attached to a fabric like that, yeah. The, the thought of cutting into it, I'm like, no, absolutely not. I will not <laughs> just stare at it. It's fine. I'm just going to frame every piece. Sometimes I just pull it out and I look at it and I'm like, oh gosh, these would make a great quilt. And then I put them away. Mm -hmm. I know my mom's like, what are you going to do with this? I'm like, nothing, put it away. Stop but <laughs> it also works out. Like how long did you hang on to Esoterra? Five, six, years. Five, five years. It was a long time. It was a really long time. I was like, I'm going to make a, this one quilt out of it. And then I was like, no, I'm not. And then I was going to make one for my sister at one point. And then I was like, no, sorry, Natalie, not even for you. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I just couldn't do it. So then when it was finally like, oh, the designer of the fabric is looking for pattern testers. I was like, okay, I think it's time. And it worked out beautifully. So, yeah. But still, maybe Tula will ask me to make a quilt with Elizabeth. But it has to be layer cake friendly. <laughs> like, don't make me cut her face. <sighs> yeah. Well, and hers are hers are good too. And I think she's getting better about it. Like more mindful of it, I guess. That like because she does such big, like prints or big designs in her prints like you can fussy cut them mm -hmm. and like I did watch one of her like Tuesdays with Tula or whatever the videos that she does and she was talking about especially her um this last line not the newest one that just came out but her last one Alice in Wonderland and she like intentionally left a lot of space around like the queen oh. of hearts and maybe Alice also but she just like intentionally left more space for fussy cutting because she knows people do that with her designs. And so she was more mindful of that in her design. And I was like, gosh, she's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Very thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. Cause usually when you fussy cut, you waste so much fabric because you can only use like that one square out of a whole fat quarter or maybe get two squares out of a fat quarter, but yeah. Yeah. And to frame one face or something, you might have to cut through others. Yeah. That is, that's actually a really great idea that she's doing that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. But yeah, it still is terrifying. Cause I'm like, you just get attached. It's like the fabric you you know you love it it speaks to you but also like the idea of like hurting it by cutting it is like so painful yeah the fabric of our lives yeah it's fine it's fine it's just fabric right it's actually not. no it's not yeah. and like people that say that like well it's just fabric i'm like Speak for yourself. Like, have you seen this fabric? Have you seen yeah. this one? Like, are you going to buy it for me if I mess it up and can't get any more? Like, don't tell me that. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs> you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Don't talk about my fabric that way. I'm like covering my fabric's ears. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Hmm. Um, Miranda, do you have any questions for Beth? I don't think so. We've been talking for a while. Maybe we should rapid fire. Yeah. 
Okay, rapid fire. I think we've already kind of talked a little bit, little bit about some of these, but are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You sew over pins. Over what? You sew over pins. Yeah, I do. Yes. Team sew over pins. Yeah. Um, do you trim the threads off the back of your quilts before you like quilt them or long arm them? Yeah, I try to do it as I go so I don't have to do it at the end though. Okay. Yeah, me too. Do you square your blocks before you sew them together? Huh? Do you square them? What? <laughs> okay, I take that as a no. Very rarely. <laughs> me too. Very, very rarely. If I'm making a quilt for someone else, I will, but for myself, I'm like, me, eh, it's fine. This it one depends on how complicated the block was. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that, that's true. I'm like the opposite. If I'm making it for someone else, I'm like, they'll never notice. <laughs> <laughs> that is <Whoa>. probably true <laughs> true but still like i can't even tell you how wonky this one was this christmas one behind me yeah, um i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> do you press your seams open most of the time gross yeah <laughs> we're, we're split on that one because miranda's like hell no never and i'm like yeah every time <laughs> uh yeah and i don't even do it every time it 100% depends. Like I just did the pattern that is behind you mm -hmm. and on the snowballed corners, I did not. Oh. But then on everything else I did. Okay. I did it on everything on this one. So yeah. It's like you don't even want your seams to nest. Nope. They don't need to nest if it's pressed open. <laughs> exactly. But if they nest, then they just sit together so snugly. I mine are all very snug. <laughs> I did not. I don't want to compare snugness of quilts of seams. <laughs> yeah, that one the other day where I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, all these corners turned out perfect. I was looking at it after I said that and I was like, oh God, I hope they don't zoom in on that picture. Well, now I'm going to. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were nested. They would be perfect. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. For some reason, like, on sometimes I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just press them to the side. It's fine. Like, it's not that big of a deal, but I literally like, as soon as I start pressing, I just like go, I start making them open again. And I'm like, I don't, I literally can't do it the other way. Like, unless there's like a reason or like it's laying funny otherwise, but I don't even know. I don't think you could even tell. It's fine. I don't feel that strongly about it. I'm glad that you have, I'm glad that you have the ability to press your seams open. Yeah, I know. I do not. Sometimes <laughs> it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. What do you do? Well, that was it. I mean, those are the controversial hot topic questions I like to ask. Controversy. I just think people either are one way or the other on those. Like we've had a lot of <laughs> People I just say, feel, and I've been shown so many times, you can really never say never. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys remember one of my nevers, which is I will never machine bind a quilt. Yeah. I hope Tracy's not watching, but yes, I have machine bound a quilt. I did it because I had to fly to Alaska with it in a hurry. And my trip yeah. to Alaska before that, I was hand binding on the airplane, which is not as comfortable as one would think because <laughs> of course I was in coach. So I made, <laughs> I made a decision. Yeah. I stand behind it. Yeah. I, mean, I see so many people that machine bind their quilts, like, and they are just so cute. Like 
I think there's a time and place for hand binding. Like I totally get it. But if you make it go with, you know, the binding or contrast with it, like on purpose, like I think it's really cute. I don't know. I'm like just not that good at it. So I mean, she find all of them. We didn't even talk about this, but we talked about you in another episode about binding, how I used to just make you bind all my quilts because I didn't know that machine binding was a thing because you mm. just handbound all of them. And I think Jen did for a long time too. And I was like, no, I, I just handbound hers. Okay. So you handbound all of them, <laughs> yeah. all yeah. the quilts for years and years. Cause I just like, didn't even know there's another option. And then I saw one day, I was like, you can just do it on a sewing machine. <laughs> Um, I feel like it's probably because I was like, it's not an option. And you were like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> which goes back to my never going to do it, which is why yeah. I just never say never. I, I don't like to lock myself into, yes, I always do this. And yes, I will never do that because I almost always prove myself wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think also it was not fair of me to expect you to hand bind every quilt that I made. <laughs> I'm 90% certain that I offered. And for everybody out there watching, she always compensated me very fairly. I can't remember how, but I know you always did fun things. It's with friendships. Yeah. But you're also so fast at it. So we were always like, help us. Yeah. And, but and it's something I don't mind doing. I sit down, pop in a Harry Potter movie and just go to town on him. Yeah. My mom doesn't mind doing it either. And I'm just like, I'd rather stick the needle in my finger. Like, ugh. but I've had to do it a lot recently. Like I was talking about it before, uh, because of just like working, you know, in the business full time, like we're always making quotes for other people. And it, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I can machine bind this. But most of the time I'm like, oh, I wouldn't feel right sending this quilt out the door, having machine bound it. Like, so then I just sit and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it depends. I think also on like who the quilt is for. Cause I think a lot of times like machine binding can be like a little more, um durable against wear and tear of certain users so yeah for like a baby quilt or like every baby quilt I've made I machine bind mm -hmm. because I just feel like they're going to get washed a lot and but yeah like for more like heirloom type quilts and yeah. like that kind of thing then I'll like I'll hand yeah. bind that anyway I've, I've actually had a couple of quilts where they pop stitches on the hand binding mm -hmm. um which has made me think maybe I want to machine bind, especially gifted quilts where mm -hmm. it's far away and I can't just fix it. Yeah. Yeah. My first quilt, which you like Jen long armed and then you, you did the binding for me. It finally popped a stitch in one spot and I was like, Oh my God, but I'm like, Oh, I know how to fix it. So, <laughs> but it was, or if just... you weren't a quilter, you would not necessarily know that though. Exactly. I'd be like, what do I do? But yeah, I'm like, Oh, but it took so long and then I was very happy like that it lasted so long because I use it every day like it's on my bed every night so it's gone through a lot of washing and wear and tear so yeah it's good I'm kind of a fail quilter in a way because as you guys know I recently discovered that I don't even own a sewing needle I needed one to like attach a ribbon to a little ornament that I made and I was like, I don't even have a needle to do this. So I did buy a pack of needles, but I was like at the craft store looking at all the different needles they had. And I was like, I don't know. Even which one to buy. I don't even know. So I got like the cheap like variety pack that was like gen all, all types of sewing generic. I was like, this will get me there. 
It probably will. Like if you're not doing a lot of hand sewing, then you don't really need special needles. Yeah. yeah. I attach the ribbon to the ornament all as well. I use the sewing technique that I learned in middle school economics class. I don't know anything else. It worked. It's attached. <laughs> That's all I need, mean, really. Yeah, you didn't use hot glue, so. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, hot glue. <laughs> Probably what I would have done. I did not think of hot glue, so I'm oh. glad that I, <laughs> I did what I did before this conversation. With the needle and thread route. <laughs> oh, yikes. Well, that's a good tip. Don't hot glue your sewing projects together. <laughs> Don't wash your quilts in warm water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't wash your quilts in warm water. Don't use detergent or uh, what is it? Fabric softener. Fabric softener on your minky. Back to life, you know? <laughs> this is a hard one for me, but I'll get over it. Yeah. You know I love me some fabric softener. I know, but no. you'll be grateful for soft minky. Yes, I will. It'll be good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And um, I'm so glad you shared your story with us because I wasn't really, I like, I don't think I ever really knew how you got started quilting, but you've been a, played a huge role in, in Miranda and I getting started quilting. So thank you so much for sharing that with us and for chatting with us and being on our show and being our friend. <laughs> well, those checks keep coming and things will stay the same. Okay, great. Tell yeah. my mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. We spend eight hours a day in this room. And then all of a sudden they're like, this is delicious. I just like looked over and there's like so many leaves on the ground over here. Oh my God. So I locked them out of the room. And so now they're just laying with their noses like pressed under the door frame. <laughs> they're like, mom, are you in yeah. there? Mom. 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 Oh, I need, I need you. Hi. <laughs>